BJMO Oncotalks, a podcast series from the publisher of the Belgian Journal of Medical Oncology. Hello and welcome to this podcast. With me today is Dr. Jean-Luc van Leithen of the Erasmus Hospital in Brussels to discuss the Keynote 224 trial recently presented at the 2021 ASCO GI meeting. Starting off then, could you first tell us what the current standard of care is for patients with advanced hepatocellular carcinoma relapsing after sorafenib, and what is the prognosis for these patients? Thank you. Uh, I will try to answer to this difficult question because the, the therapeutic landscape advanced hepatocellular carcinoma is now uh, evolving and uh, probably will change uh, with the data recently published in first line. So if we stick on the published data regarding the phase three recently published, after sorafenib, we have different options. Basically, we have three options derived from big phase three trials. First one is coming for the resource trial and using regorafenib, which is indicated after failure of sorafenib. This is the official indication, and probably this is a good indication if patient well support. Uh, sorafenib. Globally, it's well tolerated in this setting and give an outcome around 10 months of uh, survival. Second option comes from the celestial trial, evaluating uh, the role of cabozantinib uh, against placebo, and this brought us similar uh, overall survival around uh, 10 months. The third option is the use of ramucirumab, so it's also uh, anti-VUGF uh, therapy and this trial is the REACH2 trial comes after the REACH trial and is focusing on patients with uh, high elevated uh, alpha-fetoprotein uh, levels more than uh, 400 and in this patient population it seems that there is a benefit with ramucirumab. So these are three options uh, based on anti-angiogenic therapy. There is also other option with immunotherapy derived from phase 3 and phase 2 and evaluating nivolumab and pembrolizumab. There is a difference between US and Europe because in US, based on this trial, which were indeed negative for the, the endpoint, uh, FDA approved uh, this drug in uh, second line. That is not the case in uh, Europe. The, the, the magnitude of benefit of immunotherapy seems to be good, seems to be more than one year, but again, the trial was not really positive and so robust for be reimbursed in Europe at least. In Keynote 224, the immune checkpoint inhibitor pembrolizumab was assessed in this setting. How did this agent perform in these patients? Uh, right, so it was a phase two, so it's not a phase three, and the endpoint was objective response rate. But based on this trial, which uh, evaluate 104 patients, uh, the data are interesting because overall survival was around 13 months, and the PFS was also around uh, six months. So this is clinically uh, relevant. Based on that, there is a, a subsequent phase three randomized study also evaluating Pembro in second line. Again, the study was clinically relevant, but uh, unfortunately, it was not really uh, statistically significant based on the ambitious statistical endpoint. And so again, there is a clinical positive trend and signal, but at the 
statistical level, the study and is not really positive. The uh, two to four study also have a part of evaluating pembrolizumab in first-line therapy. And this was the purpose of the abstract we present during the ASCO GI meeting. And again, and we will speak about that uh, later, in first line, there is also a positive signal of using immunotherapy in this setting. But probably for the future perspective, to associate uh, immunotherapy, to combine immunotherapy with anti-angiogenic is uh, probably the key in the difficult disease, uh, which a lot of uh, different clinical, biological, and probably in the future biomarker parameters will be uh, taken into account for future selection. And how do these results compare to the other options in the second line? For example, rigorafenib or cabazantinib? So again, uh, we have the phase three uh, data uh, regarding the evaluating, evaluation of rigorafenib, cabozantinib, and ramucirumab. The data regarding the use of this drug are globally similar with uh, overall survival of around uh, 10 months as compared to placebo and PFS, which was approximately uh, double uh, compared to placebo. So that's the, uh, the, the data with TKI use. If we look to the use of immunotherapy in second line, probably the trend could be better with overall survival more than uh, one year. But again, it was other study phase two uh, study, and it's difficult to uh, cross-compare this kind of trial. So probably for the future, we have to look in phase three trial and in uh, different sequential trial, what is the the role of immunotherapy, of anti-angiogenic therapy, and of combination in the different uh, sequence. Recently, bevacizumab etezolizumab has been shown to be superior to sorafenib in the first-line treatment of advanced HCC patients, and this combination will likely become the new standard frontline option. To what extent will this have an impact on the second-line therapy? For example, is it still feasible to use an immune checkpoint inhibitor after failure on etezolizumab-based therapy in the first line? So that is a key point, key uh, issue today, because the results coming from the IMBRAVE study, which was recently published in the New England, uh, will completely change the, uh, the approach of, for patient and also the sequence of the therapy. The problem is that we probably not have yet global data on the use of sequential therapy, because in second line, all the drugs which were approved were based on the use of sorafenib in first line. So if no, immunotherapy plus bevazizumab is now the new standard, the therapeutic landscape uh, will completely uh, change in the future. And so we will have to need phase three to look on this uh, kind of, of uh, approach and of global management of our patients. So clearly, after the use of the new standard, we can use uh, TKI, but it was based on expert opinion. It was not based on a trial. So some experts clearly recommend the use of sorafenib or regorafenib after failure of the combination of atezolizumab and bevazizumab. But we don't have yet robust, clear data on that. There is also data that 
maybe we can uh, use in the future other combination, new TKI and uh, immunotherapy, or combination of immunotherapeutic agent like uh, anti-PD-1 and anti-CTR4, or maybe new checkpoint inhibitor. Uh, this is for the future, but we will need for that a robust uh, trial for evalu evaluating new uh, sequential therapy in the setting of uh, advanced hepatocellular carcinoma. Dr. Van Latham, thank you very much for your time and also for your expertise. This podcast was brought to you by the publisher of the Belgian Journal of Medical Oncology. For more OncoTalks, please visit bjmo.be. Thank you for listening.